is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 267 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am speaking with Katrina Aronson, and we're diving into creating a simple content marketing strategy. And you're going to hear us talk about how you can really make sure that you are creating organic content without needing to have paid ads in order to drive traffic, and sales. Now, before you do that, I want to make sure that if you haven't already grabbed my Instagram engagement guide, that you do so because as you're going to hear, you need to choose a platform in order to create content on. And I'm assuming that most of you already have that blog. So let's make that second one going to be Instagram. So you can send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will make sure to send it directly to you. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Katrina. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I am so excited to jump into the, this topic of content marketing strategies. Um, but before we do, can you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Absolutely. My name is Katrina. I am a marketing-led business coach, which means that I am a business coach, but I focus a ton on marketing strategies, my claim to fame, or rather my obsession is that you don't have to use these super expensive ad strategies. Um, and you really don't have to have this really expensive team. I come from my owned a retail store. I owned a jewelry line. I did all that stuff. I had to figure a lot of it on my own. And what I came to figure out is if you have a good business and your marketing efforts, specifically content marketing, they're really, really strong and you can call in your soulmate clients, then it becomes a lot easier rather than kind of shooting at the hip and doing all the things. So that's what I help people do. Excellent. Okay. So let's just define what content marketing is, what we mean by this. All right. So basically, content marketing is a strategy that is focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant, and consistent information. And that can be in the form of education or entertainment. There's all different kinds. But ultimately, your goal is to drive profitable customer action. So okay. we create content around that and ultimately ask for the sale. All right. So why is content marketing important? So, so interesting because you and I just had an offline conversation and it's really just because I'm obsessed with the uh, relationship part of marketing. And I feel like we think of marketing as sales and it's not the same thing. Marketing is about connecting. And I truly believe that. Um, and I see it uh, when people say, I don't like sales or I don't like marketing because it feels icky. You know, we need to stop thinking about it being icky. And if we can just think about just talking to the person on the other side and really connecting, that's where marketing gets to be really, really fun. And content marketing gets to be about you telling your story, you adding value, you know, doing something good. And then it's not about selling what you have. It's about connecting and then the sales happen easily. 
Yes. And I think the big emphasis needs to be on that value. When we look at, you said that your business does content marketing without needing to do paid ads, which I know a lot of my bloggers influence ears picked right up and they're like, yep, that's me. I want to learn how to do that. Tell me how to do that. And I think that we think about it and we're like, well, that sounds so hard, but it's really just creating value and answering a question all the way through so that you can rank on Google because you have made sure to answer every single question about that recipe or about that DIY or or about that parenting style, whatever it is, whatever topic you're talking about. And when we can focus on that value, it's like you said, it's not that icky feeling anymore because you're just answering a question that they have. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite examples of this too is so simple for all of us. You said recipe and it, it reminded me of this craft. So we all know this company that has food to sell all of us. They want to sell us all these things, but as the consumer, we don't want emails with pictures of their green beans that they're selling, right? What do their consumers want? They want recipes, right? So them, they got really smart. This was a long time ago, but they started creating a weekly or bi-weekly email that they would send out that was under 30 minutes recipes that you can create with their products. And it was for the moms that were super busy that just had not a lot of time to throw things together. And they got so many emails signed up for this subscription base that now they have all this information about us, right? So they got really smart. That's such a simple example because they weren't selling anymore. They just were giving their consumers what they wanted. They're busy. So they thought about what they wanted. They don't want these huge elaborate recipes with saffron, right? They want things out of a can. So they started thinking from the consumer's point of view. And when we can do that, when we can really think about how we can add value to that person, it becomes way more uh, natural because we want to help. Most people are helpers and most entrepreneurs by you know what we do is we're here because we have a solution. We have something that can help other people. So yes. think about that with your content as well. Yes. And that's such a great example of content marketing from a brand standpoint. And I know some of my bloggers, especially if they're OGs, are sitting back listening going, yeah, I was on that campaign and created something for craft and it was paid in order to do that. And then they used it in order to grow their list and provide their audience with insights and all that information. So as someone, because I know they're thinking this, as a recipe blogger in general, like that is what they are there for. And they're creating these recipes and making sure that they're answering all the questions about a recipe. But some of them don't yet have that product or service that they're looking to sell. What would you tell them? So um, I know that this is is not always what we want to hear, that it takes time, right? But ultimately, and, and from an influencer's perspective or an educator's perspective, a lot of times you, you make money from the audience that you have. You don't necessarily make money from that audience, right? So you've got to build up your audience first. And I know that's not always the answer, but if you really focus on adding value to that audience and creating raving fans for whatever it is you're putting your flag in the ground about recipes, clothes, whatever that is, and staying focused there, 
then you pitch the people that want to get in front of your audience. Okay. So your sales will come. It's just not necessarily there yet. So it takes time, but you're building a business, right? None of these businesses, services, products, whatever this looks like, they don't happen overnight. You're just seeing it when it's already come to fruition, right? Someone has a product, they have to go through factories and fabrics and inventory and pre-selling and however, you know, so there's, there's a runway for each and every one of us. Your runway is just in front of everybody. Yes. I think it's important what you said about sticking a flag in being known for something. Mm -hmm. And the more specific you can be so that your people have a tendency to rely upon that information and know what they're going to get from you, the more likely they are to come back to you. So I think that that piece is just so important when we are thinking about how am I going to create the right content to attract my people? You've got to decide where, what are you the expert in? Where are you going to put your flag in and say, this is who I am. This is what you're going to be able to have solved by coming to my content. So I love that. Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't do that, um, and we see this with a lot of different influencers, service-based businesses, they want to appeal to everybody because it's really scary right? And it is, it is very scary to say, this is what I'm here for because people unfollow you, right? Or they unsubscribe. And the actual opposite is the truth. Meaning when people start unsubscribing, you're doing it right. Okay. If your copy sucks, then maybe that's why. (laughs) But if you know you're doing a good job and you know that you are showing up for your people and maybe you offended someone or maybe they just don't agree or maybe they don't like it anymore. Good. That is good because if you're pissing somebody off, that means you're really attracting somebody else. So it's so counterintuitive, but it is a hundred percent true. Yes. So the example that you gave of craft was such a good example. Can I put you on the spot and see another example of content marketing, whether it's a brand or even yourself that you use maybe with the jewelry store or whatever it might have been? Yeah. So um, first of all, it's not on the spot. This is what I do. So a lot of, you know, I'm marketing overall and a lot of where I start with my um, clients is with content. So there's all different kinds, products, services. Um, I will talk about from my own business because this was really, really hard when I moved over to coaching and really helping people with their businesses. I wanted to talk about everything business. I wanted to talk about your profits and I wanted to talk about everything, right? And it's easy to do that, but it's very confusing. And, you know, one day I was talking about testimonials and the next day I was talking about your, your margins. And, and I realized I need to put my flag in the ground and start talking about one thing specifically. And marketing is very, very broad, right? So what I started doing was I created a podcast, but before I did the podcast, I got on every single week and started talking about strategic marketing tips. Okay. So every single week, it was noteworthy Wednesday on Wednesdays, I would jump on stories or a live people knew to expect it. It was very easy for me. So that's another thing. Do something that's easy for you. So you show up and it's not uncomfortable every single week. Didn't take me a long time. It was two minutes. And I had to think about the content before, but it's what I did. It's what I worked in, right? So that felt really fluid for me. And then I was able to take that information 
and repurpose it. So I used it, I turned it into blogs. Um, but I came at it from what do I want to talk about every single week that feels really good, that there's enough information about so that I don't feel like, how do I talk about spreadsheets every single week? How do I talk about profits every single week? Right? So I went with marketing and marketing is my thing. It's my passion. So that also feels really good. Right? So when we decide to pigeonhole ourselves, we have to make sure that it feels authentic to what we're what we want to do, but also that there's enough information that we can talk about it constantly. It's okay to tell the same story over and over, but you want to be able to pull enough content and for you not to feel like, oh crap, I have to talk about this again, right? So it's important. And I see this with brands all the time. They're like, well, I don't know how we can talk about monogramming things um, every single week. We don't have to talk about monogramming things. Talk about what your audience wants right? So if it's moms that are your audience, maybe you're talking about, you know, constantly talking about gift guides and uh, different ways that you can put together really interesting gifts. And then you get to interview other people that are local in the area and then beyond, right? So you can pull people into IG lives that way. So there's so many different things, but stop thinking about it from like, how do I sell? And start thinking about it from what do my people want and what do I love? Yes. Yes. And I love the fact that you talked about and were honest about you pivoted, right? Mm-hmm. You were talking about many different things. And that's definitely something I have done throughout my time mm-hmm. online as well. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. When you find the thing that you're supposed to be talking about, you will feel it. You yes. do know the difference. Yes. You will feel more in alignment. Um, I think it just makes such a huge difference. So I love that you shared that and I appreciate that you did. One yeah. other thing I wanted to add there too, and maybe this is you, you talk about the data, the data, the data. So when I would talk about um, you know, conversions and things like that, where there was, there was a lot less uh, data points, there was a lot less interest in, when I talked about SEO and people were like, tell me more. So I realized it through that too, right? So it wasn't like day one, I knew exactly what I was going to talk about. It took time. It took analysis. It took getting real with myself and realizing like, I don't want to be known for nothing, right? Yes. Yes. And I think... Honestly, I went through that as well. I would start it off with bloggers and influencers in the beginning and thought, well, I'm talking, I could talk to anyone that wants to go online. Let me expand this. Let me do this bigger, better, or the whole thing. And then quickly realized, no, my people are definitely bloggers. Those are that's who's coming to me. If someone's coming to me that is a business owner that has a therapy business or has a nutrition business they're still coming to me because I'm talking about the blogging, the influencing. That's what's attracting them to me. So it doesn't make sense for me to try to do that wider topic that isn't specific enough to my people that when they are sitting there listening, going, wait, is she talking to me anymore or not? Mm. Um, So I just, and I think it's good that we have those conversations and are able to admit and say, you know what? Nope, I'm turning right back around, going back to who I was meant to talk to. (laughs) Totally. Yes, but you know, a lot of marketing in itself is just trial and error. You know, there's no, nobody knows all the things, nobody, because it is the fastest evolving thing that I have ever known and seen, especially right now in the digital age, we don't freaking know, you know, we just don't. And that's 
it's actually really fun. Like, I don't want to live in an industry that just is the same forever. I don't want to live in paper production for the rest of my life. I live in this space, and so do you, that is ever evolving. And that's why we're here. Um, there's also a lot of upside to this because we have to be constantly learning and we have to be in front of things and consider ourselves the experts. So, it's okay if we do it one way and then we realize it's not working. We check in with ourselves. We, we analyze a bit and then we go back to what we did or we change it all together. That's all yes. right. Yeah. No, absolutely. So how do we create a simple weekly content marketing schedule for our businesses? Yeah, super simple. My favorite, favorite word. Um, like I said, put your flag in the ground. What are you going to be talking about and where are you doing it? Okay, so you pick one place, one single place where you're creating the content and you're doing it like a boss and you show up and people are like, that is who she is and that is what I count on her for. Okay, that can be on Instagram stories, that can be on going live, that can be blogging, whatever that looks like for your business and for you. If you're a really good writer, that's a different person than who's showing up on video. Maybe you like both, you still have to pick one. Okay. Then you're going to repurpose that. So whether a virtual assistant is repurposing it for you, um, if you're not there yet, that's okay. I did it for a long time where I was doing it myself in both places. It takes time, but you have the content. So then you repurpose it. So if you did it on a blog, I want you to pick a different medium. Maybe you're putting it into um, a video from there. Maybe you're putting it into um, some people like to do it on, read it onto audio. I'm not really... I like podcasts for that reason, but there's lots of different places that you can go, right? So where are your people? You're going to repurpose it there. If it was on video first, you can throw it up onto a blog, so on and so forth. And from there, there's emails. So we are always, every time, going to share it in our emails. I like to have two emails. I don't do this every single week, but... Um, this is what I teach that you have kind of an invitation email where you remind them, Hey, I do this every week. This is what we're talking about this week. They're not going to watch this because of that email. That's not the point. It's that they know that you show up here every single week and eventually you're going to get them over it. Right. We need about seven to eight taps, probably more like 20 taps these days on the shoulder to remember this exists. So you keep doing it. And then you have a promotional email. So after the fact, you're going to send out an email and say, here's what happened. If this isn't new content, you guys, you've already created the content. So it's bullet points. You're going one, two, three, whether it was education, this is what we talked about. Here's your bullet points. Again, you're repurposing with one place that they're going to click to. No more multiple places. Simple, simple, one place. So you, you can have it within the actual text and then you have a button at the bottom, both going to the same place where they can watch that video, go to that blog, whatever it is. They're all feeding back to your original content. That's where you're feeding back to. And what you do on that original content is kind of up to you, right? I like to have at the bottom of my content, um, previous podcasts that I had or... Uh, depending on if I'm pitching something, I might be, I might want to get them onto a certain list, email list, always growing your email list. Okay. So that's three really simple things. It sounded like 10, but it's really just three places that I talked about. That's it. Yes. And that is a really simple strategy that's going to fill up your week with content 
and you are going to be able to screenshot things and throw them into your stories. So like you're looking like you're busy. I mean, you are right. But this perception of I'm an expert is truly just perception. So create that freaking perception that's on you. Yeah. Yes. No, absolutely. And I love that you talk about one place, Mm -hmm. starting with one and then repurposing to others. And if Mm -hmm. you get to the point where you can hire someone to help with that, hire someone to help with that so that you're not running in 18 different directions. I think that a lot of my listeners as bloggers see, okay, well, that's a social media platform. What social? Because they already have a blog and they don't consider the blog the most important piece mm-hmm. so that then when they go to add something, they're like, well, do I go to Instagram? Do I do Pinterest? Do I do, where am I going? TikTok, all these things that are squirrels, right? Mm-hmm. They just chase them thinking. And they honestly, a lot of times I'll watch clients do them half-assed because mm-hmm. they're trying to do all yes. of them. Yeah. When in reality, if you just picked one, you would be less likely to get burnt out. You would do it so much better than anything else. So just trying to stay consistent, I think is so important in that. So important. And what you just said is pretty much the the crux of everything in business is really just coming at it gangbusters rather than doing things half-ass. What we think of when people fail air quotes, fail in business. Um, they, they close up shop, whatever their reasons are. Uh, they decide not to be an influencer anymore. Uh, it usually comes from scaling too quickly, right? So h- however we want to describe that, however we tell our friends what it was, if you get back to the crux of it, it tends to be you did too many things. So it might look like burnout. It might look like running out of money. It, it could look like a lot of things, but the core of all of it is you're not focusing in on the one thing and then scaling. You're focusing on 20 things. So you never give yourself the chance to scale. You are expecting yourself to show up everywhere. And that is just not how you do it. Look at every single successful business. That is not how you do it long-term. Agreed. So agree. So talk to me about your content marketing roadmap that you're offering for my listeners. Yeah. So like I said, simple is my best friend. Um, What I just talked to you through is in a roadmap. All it is, is allows you to put them into a pretty sheet for yourself, which is all on Canva, where you can brain dump onto this, walk yourself through where you should actually be showing up. Uh, A lot of times what I see is that people will go in their heads or they'll write it on a piece of paper. You need to actually commit to it. What day are you showing up? What's your flag in the ground? Name it and claim it. What are you calling it? Okay, that's important too, because once we say to our audience, this is called Noteworthy Wednesday, you're going to show up. It's just like hiring a personal trainer, right? You're going to go to the gym because you paid for it. The second you say it to people, so this roadmap basically walks you through how to do that, what it looks like, and pulling it across to multiple channels while holding you accountable and not going to all the places. Excellent. So we're going to link to that in the show notes. As my listeners know, you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. Just tell me that you want the content marketing roadmap and I will send you a direct link to Katrina's roadmap. Where are the best places to connect with you, Katrina? Definitely Instagram. Um, Just like what you said, you can always DM me. I am the person that responds to my DMs. I don't outsource that. So Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. And I would love to hear from you anything marketing. Excellent. Katrina, thank 
you so much for taking the time to speak with my audience. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. All right. Well, there you have it. I hope you've already gone to the show notes and grabbed your roadmap that Katrina offered. Or like I said, you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will send you that roadmap personally. If you haven't already grabbed my Instagram engagement guide, just let me know during that DM and I'll send you both all in one place so that you can make sure that you download both of those and get started to make sure that you're creating content that is going to attract your ideal people. As always, I appreciate you all so much when you take the time to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. It gives the opportunity for me to be able to find great guests to come onto the show. But again, it also lets me know what content is resonating with you all. So if you found that this episode was just the topic that you needed to have, let me know. And I will make sure to continue to create content like that. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then.